Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lada, before you go, I want to read a tweet that's attacking all of us. Uh Uh-oh, go for it. So it's from uh, at 20, like spelled out, 21, the number one, days, D-A-Z-E. He says, at Scott Kaplan, I share my location with my family. That's what we do. Uh, I care to know that my family is safe and that they know I'm safe. Nothing to hide. Sounds like some folks have trust issues. It's not safety. It's a time thing. We got kids to pick up. We got traffic. I just said no one has an issue with doing it with your children. Um, So start with that. Second of all, then he added, uh, she doesn't have to call me to ask where I'm at or if I'm almost home. Again, some of y'all have a guilty conscience at Sedano. You keep telling yourself that, bro. I would say the ultimate trust is I don't need to know. Like, we're good because mm-hmm. we know where each other are at. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you, don't need a, you don't need a device to tell you that. You know what, what did I mean? everyone like, do before phones when, like, you couldn't ha- be, like, at the, you know, the touch of a phone and know where someone is at every second? What did they do before then, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. All right, Laura, what do you got? All right, Good well, tweet, that, by the way, sir. That was an excellent tweet. On that note. Not really. <laughs> talking about uh, maybe walking out, I don't know. I love a good walk-up song, and the MLB revealed the top five Latin artists with the most walk-up songs in 2022. Shout-out to Mar- Mario Ruiz, who sent me the story. Let's start with number five, Anuel AA. He has 10 songs. Number four, Daddy Yankee with 15 songs. Oh, Daddy Yankee. Daddy Yankee. Yeah. Number three, Mike Towers with 16 songs. El Alfa with 17 songs. And the number one, of course, who other than Bad Bunny with 22 songs. Conejito Malo is leading the pack. And, you know, Puerto Rican artists are killing the game. One Dominican artist and the rest are Puerto Rican artists. I thought that was pretty cool and I wanted to share. It's an interesting demographical musical breakdown. I mean, you know, I'm just trying to do my part, but I I, I know that the other uh, situationship we got going on on the show is way more funny. So, Kev, <laughs> are we calling? Are we calling Rachel? Or not? Uh, listen, I, I'm telling you right now. I just got these texts from people that are saying to me, "People that will cheat will never share their location." You see, that's oh, how I feel. God. No. I mean, I almost cursed, dumped that. I did, I did, I did. It's so stupid. That's people, you know, people who are telling you that, people who cheat. Cheat, yes. Dude, that's who tells you that. Let me tell you something, Scott. Someone who wants, like, I always say this a cheater is going to find a way to cheat, whether you're on their location or not, bro. I was going to say, I was about (laughs) to curse too. I I, I censored myself. (laughs) When you're, they're going to do it regardless of whatever. So my thing is, a cheater is going to be a cheater regardless. My my thing, and, and I don't have trust issues, you know, I've had my issues, but not that. I don't need to share my location with anyone I'm dating. Like, they do them, I do me, we come together, you know, whatever. Like, there's no need to be all up on their business like that. All right, well, let's, let's, let's get to the bottom of this. All right, Rachel's here. So we're going to ask her. So, Rachel, thank you for joining us in our nonsense here on the show. I know you're busy actually trying to be a professional somewhere. Um, <laughs> and having to deal with Scott, yeah. obviously, is another full-time job yeah. in itself. So, uh, trust me, we all know. But um, why? Uh, when did you decide to put the shackles on him is the question. Hmm, it's a good question. Um, <laughs> early on, <laughs> once a cheater, always a cheater, right? Whoa! Yes. Wow. Wait, wait a second. Oh. Hold on. I have a wait. question. <laughs> Rachel, wow. Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Wow. That's a revelation. That's serious. That is what real you quick. No, man. Damn, dog. <laughs> That's what you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> wait, Rachel. I don't remember this. How did we? decide to share locations on our phones together do you recall i think it sometimes so it was just easier that way well, i don't broke know up for, you broke up for a second you broke what did up you say? for a second yeah oh, okay um i i think it was early on i don't know i mean it wasn't like hey 
oh, man. doing. It's more like is my phone. Yeah, your phone stinks yeah. right now. Let me let me go to. I mean, we, honestly, what you said earlier was the perfect punctuation mm-hmm. to this. Anyway, why did we? There's I, no better dismount than that. So there's that. Rachel, well, can just, you guys mm-hmm. hear me better? Yeah. Is this better? Oh yes, much yeah. better. Okay. Yes. I'm outside now. Okay. Okay. I don't remember yeah, why we. Not great, so. I don't remember why we started to share locations. Because see, I don't our, our kids, I get it. You know. Well, I think it's kind of one of those. We have a lot of kids between us and sure. trying to figure out where we're going. And if you know what, for me, I use it mostly if I'm trying to figure out if he's actually on his way to come get me or not. Because sometimes he <laughs> says he is, and it, he isn't. Wait. And so wait, 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 wait. Freeway, I start getting ready. Okay. So basically what you're saying is you can't trust him to be honest with you in that regard when you, because he takes way too long to actually go through with stuff that you ask him to do. He gets distracted. I'll just say that. Oh yeah. We know that. Mm-hmm. Facts. <laughs> There's but, lots but, of stuff going on in his life. But, but Rachel, you know? Laura here thinks that you're being sneaky. Well, by... because, wait, wait, wait. Because of what you yeah, said. Yeah. Proper context. What yes, did I yes. say? You said the reason why we started sharing was probably one of our mammoth trips. We went one way, and I went one way, and she went the other way. So she said it because you said I didn't know how to do that. She set it up, and I said, oh, she was sneaky because you can set it up for 24 hours to an hour, but she did it forever. Indefinitely. Yes. <laughs> right. See? Well, thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Rachel Moore. Thank there you. Go. There you go. I got it. I got it. <laughs> and so and don't tell them that I did the same with my kids. And they don't know. So I no, your kids is fine. Nobody's, really far nobody's, away from home. <laughs> no, nobody's going to begrudge you for that. They're kids. Um, hey, hey, Rachel, remember yeah. a couple weeks ago we went downtown and uh, we, we had brunch with Chris and his girlfriend, Lisa. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you yeah. spoken to Lisa at all about her joining us for the uh, Mandy's? I have not. Oh, I was that's too bad. hoping you'd suggest it. Yeah, I was hoping that you guys would have been talking, just the girls, you know? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was cool. I liked her. So did I. Really liked her a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you should bring her. She's Chris, fun. Chris, you around, buddy? He, I think he ran uh, to get something really? to drink really quick. He did, huh? We're going we're gonna to get him. Mm-hmm. We'll so are you telling me that nobody else here has location on their significant no. others? No. Wait, nope. Not only do they not have them, they think that it's a whole like invasion of privacy well I, I i that was what the girl said i said it's just not i don't feel like it's necessary if you trust somebody i i trust god i just want to know where he is because sometimes it takes longer to get places <laughs> so basically you're saying it's not a trust issue it's a reliability issue yes i mean they do have to say that when he goes up to espn up in la once in a while, more often than not. I'm like, is he still there? Did he go somewhere else? So I have checked. Goodness, mm. Not going to lie. Mm. So wait, circling back, just to confirm, your joke you made at the beginning about once a cheater, always a cheater. You were joking, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Just making, just making sure. Just making sure. <laughs> that, was, that, that was intentional comedy. That apparently everybody took seriously. <laughs> I mean, it was great. I, yeah, I mean, it was honestly, awesome. we could have, if her phone broke up right then and there, it would have been like the perfect ending to this. I'll just say that he's the first person I've ever shared my location with. So it's mutual. Oh, wow. Look See, I said, I said that you sharing your location with me and my sharing lo- my location with you is an ultimate show of trust amongst us. Yeah, it's true. Let's see, that's all you need. I mean, if that's what make you, makes you guys sleep at night, feel free. You know what I mean? So, well, I, I definitely me right now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I feel All right, good well, Rachel, it was it, it, no, it, it was a pleasure uh, chatting with you, and thank you for also confirming that Scott is not very reliable, um, and that he uh, occasionally gets distracted because we have felt <laughs> that way for a long time now. So there you go. He's a busy guy, you know. What do you What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> He has yeah. patience with me, so that's how I get my patience with him. I just Fair enough. It Excellent. Um, when does he need to get on yeah, your calendar again, though? Uh, that's the last question we have before cool. we let you go. Um, anytime he emails me, he can get on my link. There you go. <laughs> there you go, Cappy. <laughs> Honestly? <laughs> when I told everybody that I, I made a calendar appointment with you so that I could see uh-huh. Rachel the accountant, not Rachel the girlfriend, 
You know, they uh-huh. were all like, what? What is a Calendly? And then I told everybody how I had to, like, book an appointment with you, you know? And they're uh-huh. like, wait, you had to book an appointment? I'm like, no, not with my girlfriend, with my accountant. Yeah, yep. That's, it worked. We were very productive in our call. Very productive. <laughs> See, we had a business Well, he call. definitely needs guidance. There's no question. So right. uh, thank you for providing that. You're welcome. You guys right. have, you a have a nice, wonderful afternoon. Nice thank you. You as well. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, babe. Did you hear that at the end? Bye, babe. <laughs> Did you hear that? That just got very interesting, you know? <laughs> oh. Once a cheater, always a cheater. That's all I heard. I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> yeah, whoa, after whoa. that, I didn't really hear much yeah. of what she really? said. Yeah, yeah. That's all you heard, huh? That's all I heard, and then she said, bingo, and I was like, oh, I was right. That's all I heard. Damn. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Damn. That was, a, that was a very intense first appearance ever. On the airwaves of 710 and on the brand new 710 ESPN LA app, ESPN Space LA in the App Store. That was a very intense appearance by Rachel. It was. I must admit, I'm sweating in my armpits. Are you serious? Like a little bit. A little bit? Just a little bit. I actually felt bit. one drop fall and hit me. Like it was a little cold. Like a full legitimate <sighs> drop. Dropped from like the upper part of like my armpit down to like about three inches down where there was a little space in my shirt and it hit my skin. And now I'm looking at my pits and I'm like, I, was, I guess I was a little nervous. Yeah, it sounds like it. You didn't say much during that segment. No, I wanted to hear how it was going to go between you guys. Yeah. I wanted to kind of also let Rachel do her thing. You know, she's kind of a very strong woman. I like to like to watch her, how she's going to handle things. Yeah. I was curious about the joke thing because... You know, it just seemed like a little contentious there, you know, like maybe she was like, oh, I don't know if I want to say this on the, you know, so well, we've never heard anything like that. But it was, <laughs> it was a good, good, dry humor by her. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, uh, Joey was uh, Arcio tweets and says, um, yeah, Rachel knows secret things about Scott that we don't. She definitely cracking the whip on him. Ask Scott what she texts him after the call. LOL. Yeah. I'm waiting for that. I am waiting. I'm on standby right now yeah. to find out if there's, like, post-call reaction. Yeah. Well, we'll see. This damn draft hasn't started yet. Dude, this draft, let me tell you something. Um, I realize that we're all, like, you know, we're over it. It's done. The whole thing's over now, right? I mean, COVID, even though George has it or had it. Yeah, it's over, but I have it. So. Right. It's over, but George just got it for the first time. By the way, which is hilarious to me, not you, but, like, I know people now. As everybody thinks it's over, I know people now that have it, and it's like they're all the same. They're, like, younger, and they've all been vaxxed, and now they got it for the first time. I'm watching this draft. There must be 5 million people all jam-packed on top of each other. Well, first of all, I'm not big on that anyway, even if there was no pandemic. I'm right. not, I'm not, I don't love that kind of crowd situation. Oh, like, you I, could not get me. me. You could not get me into that no. crowd nope. in Las Vegas right now. No, no. And I, and I just can't believe... What a great place Las Vegas looks like on television for the draft. I mean, the NFL must be loving this right now that they moved the team into Vegas, and Vegas is a great city to host the draft. And look at it. I mean, it looks awesome on TV. With the exception of the Bellagio sprinklers or water features in the front of it, like behind the guys, it's like a little weird. You know, it kind of looks like it's spraying all over them. All right, so on the other side, let's do this. Let's do a little tail of the tape of the Rams, Raiders, and Chargers, who uh, two of which we'll be picking um, today, I believe. And then, uh, and I also want to talk about Drake London, USC zone man of Troy, who could be going in the top ten here before we're done with the show today. We got two more hours to go. Stick around. We're back in two minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Sit down. Yo, yo, yo. So what's going on here? Ice Cube's mic didn't work. What's going on here, NFL? Come on. You know, I'm in a can't believe I'm about to admit this, but I was my TV on the 76ers versus Raptors game. Uh, I have that one on one another screen at the moment. 
Yeah, I'm a little bit torn right now. I've got uh, ESPN's coverage of the draft, the NFL Network's coverage of the draft. I've got TNT that's got the Suns and the Pelicans, and I've got NBA TV with the 76ers and the Raptors. This is overload for me right now. It's too much. Yeah. It's a big night. This is this is crazy. There's a lot going on here. By the way, tomorrow, George, what's your plan, man? What are you doing? You going to come with me and DeMarco and go to the Rams draft house? Or are you out of that? I mean, if I test negative. You're willing to come. Huh? I'm not going over there to get everybody COVID, you know, get, give everybody COVID. Yeah, don't come yeah. in in like a mask and everything and be like, yo, I'm negative, but I'm at the end of it. I mean, come on. Don't no, if I'm, if, if I'm negative, I'm negative. If I, you know, if I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. Can't, do, can't do anything. Trust me, I want to get out of here. Trust me about that. I bet, man. I mean, you feel like you're all locked up or what? I mean, I've been like, I've gone for like a walk around the neighborhood and stuff. You left your house? Yeah, there's nobody on the street. Oh. It's just me walking up and around the neighborhood, I just mm. said. There's George. Oh, wait a second. Here we go. Looks like Roger Goodell's coming to the podium. Here we go. What do we got? All right, raise it up there, Laura. Pick it, the pick is in. From Georgia, who in somewhere in the middle of this process was projected to go in the mid-20s and has chosen to be home in Atlanta, surrounded by his big family. Didn't want to be here away from anybody that he loved that helped him get to this point. Having a moment he will live with the rest of his life, the Jaguars selecting Trayvon Walker with the number one pick in the draft. Early in this process, Todd McShay called him the most underrated prospect in the class. Big and quick. Had sacks in both the semifinals and the championship game this year. Finished with six on the season. Mel, it is Trayvon Walker. What's your reaction? Hey, looks the part. Trayvon All right, there you go. Trayvon big, Walker uh, from Georgia. Now, some people are wondering about him, Cappy, because, you know, I don't want to get it. We don't have to be Mel Kuyper and Lutus Riddick here. But I think it's interesting because... People see him as, like, this huge specimen, 6'5", 270 pounds on the best defense in the sport last year. But there were a lot of great guys, so there's the detractors are like, you know, we don't know if he was actually the best player necessarily on that team. There was just a lot of great players on that team defensively. Yeah, from everybody who studies these kinds of uh, things, whether they're supposed to be draft experts or they're college football experts, they tell you that Georgia defensively, had like four guys on their defensive front seven that are all NFL players and high-round draft choices. And this guy, this guy who was just the first overall pick, as Mike Greenberg said, you probably heard it in the post-draft pick analysis, most people thought he was like the fourth best player on the defense. And about a month ago, he was so good that he was probably considered a late first-round draft choice. But the guy at 6'5", nearly 280, ran a 4'5", at the combine, and he skyrocketed into everybody's right. you know, which is top faster five. than a bunch of receivers, basically. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, incredible. They're saying he could be like he has the body to be the next Miles Garrett, but he didn't have quite the production at Georgia. It doesn't mean that he didn't have a really nice career. He did. It's just there were a lot of really excellent players on the team. But you see, I never really look at that, George. Like people would say, Joe Burrow is not going to be a great NFL quarterback because he played on the most prolific offense in the history of college football with all these superstar wide receivers around him. Guess what? It translated. Who knows? Maybe this kid has so much. You ready for this? Listen to this. Upside. Upside potential. Right. Maybe he's got so much upside potential that that's why Jacksonville picked him or Maybe it's just a bad pick by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, we'll see. You know, I mean, there's that. Uh, I'm curious to see where Drake London goes from the USC Trojans. I, look, I did a bunch of his games this year, Cap, before mm-hmm. he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And I did, unfortunately, the game he also got hurt, too. I, I mean, this dude, you know what he reminds me of, Drake? He's kind of like, he has like a Mike Evans-like body. I don't think he's as fast as Mike Evans, but he kind of reminds me, he's like, Here's a phrase for you. His catch radius, where he just knows how to use his body really well and, like, kind of shield defenders because he's big and strong. And he played basketball, so he's super athletic. He kind of reminds me a little of, like, some sort of hybrid between Mike Evans and Keyshawn, to be honest with you. Well, listen, I'm happy for the kid. I mean, unfortunately for him, his USC career did not turn out to be like a national championship caliber time. You know, I mean, if he if he was playing in the next four years, maybe. Wait a second. The Lions selection looks like it's coming in here, George. It's happening All fast. All right, Laura, put up the thingy. 
round. Here they are with selection number two in the 2022 draft. Here's the commissioner. With the second pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end, Michigan. So there you go. Aiden Hutchinson stays in Michigan, goes to the Lions. The Lions get their guy, their kneecap eating, biting coach will get a defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Well, um, to me, I, I happen to think this is a great pick for Detroit because I think when you get a kid out of Michigan who plays that level of college football and had the sort of career that this kid had and played for an NFL coach like a Jim Harbaugh, I think you're getting a guy who could be, you ready for this, Joey Bosa-esque George Sedano. Mm-hmm. And I like this guy's swag, by the way. He's walking in. He's got on like this black. You know, I'm going to wear this to the Mandy's. So far, I'm thinking that whatever this kid is wearing right here, Aiden Hutchinson, that's what I'm wearing to the Mandy's. You seeing this? He's got a tux with a black shirt and the shirt's open. Yeah, no tie. Dog tag kind of necklace. Really cool looking necklace. You know, I don't know if I'm going to have that kind of ice on me, but, you know, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. I like this guy. Yeah. I like how yeah, Roger um, Goodell gets booed. I love that. What Now, the Rams don't pick today. Right. Um, who do you? What do you think the Chargers should do? They have the first pick, I believe, of all the uh, uh, of the teams that people support here locally. It includes the Raiders. Yeah, it's a weird draft. Just by the way, for anybody that's into it, you have eight teams that do we not have, have first round draft choices, yeah. and you've got teams like the Giants who have the fifth and the seventh, and the Jets who have the fourth and the tenth, and then you have other teams that have multiple picks. Kansas City's got twenty nine and thirty. Green Bay's got twenty two and twenty eight. Whatever. Um. As far as what the Chargers might do, George, or should do, yeah. listen, you build championship teams with offensive lines. You've so got, you need to protect the, the star quarterback. Right. You've got a quarterback. You've got a running back. You've got wide receivers. Tons of receivers, yeah. You, you need offensive linemen. Yeah. And by the way, they're not alone in that. I, I, I start all my drafts with offensive linemen. Right. And then not, uh, the Raiders don't have a pick in the first round either, so they're one of those eight teams. Yeah, yeah. The Raiders, um, I think Green Bay they, has their pick because of the yeah, Devontae Adams. It, there you go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right on. We should break out a lot of draft terminology today, you know? As I mean, in? like, Well, what? I mean, like we talked about just before, upside potential. That's one of my favorite phrases. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like this guy right here, Aiden Hutchinson. You know what this guy has right here, George? He's got a motor. That never stops. Just yeah. never stop. Doesn't take plays off because he's got a 100-mile-an-hour motor. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me ask you this. Yeah, go ahead. What do you think the Raiders should do then? Because they, I mean, they're going to pick in the second round, or they're going to pick tomorrow. And then, you know, so are the, uh, the Rams, obviously, will pick tomorrow as well. If I were the Raiders, you've taken your money here in the offseason and you've invested it on the offensive side of the football. You've given Derek Carr more money, and you've gone out and you've gotten him one of the best receivers in the NFL. In the draft, I'm going defense. I'm I'm starting with pass rusher always, and then I'm working secondary. Yeah, I think the Raiders' first pick is technically in the third round. It's like the 86th pick or something like that. So, yeah, and then the Rams also in the third round. This thing's happening fast, though, right now. This is happening fast. You know, usually there's a lot of waiting and, and, Yeah, not today so far. Right. All right, here here comes uh, Houston. They're saying the pick is in. Yeah, the pick is in. I mean, but you know, Mel's on there. We gotta let Mel talk for a minute. You know what I mean? So, Mel still still got great hair, man, for a guy who's in his sixties. Todd, 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 Todd. That's my Mel Kiper impression. No, it's really Frank Caliendo doing Mel Kiper is what you're doing there. That's right. That's right. That is that is Frank Caliendo doing. Yeah. Doing Mel. And I just want the kid Sauce Gardner to go soon because I just love his nickname. And he's got that. You see, you you know. You talked about being iced up. You see the uh, the chains he's got. He's got two chains on him. One of them with a bottle of sauce of hot sauce on it. Come on, like the diamond studded hot sauce. Like, oh, that's yeah. funny. It's awesome. That is very funny. That's awesome. Uh, so anyway, the Texas pick is in, but we got to go in a minute here. So if the pick is in, oh here it is. All right, uh, Laura. I guess uh, flip this up here real quick. We'll find out what the Texans do, and then we'll break for radio tinder. And then Blake Harris is going to join us to talk Dodgers at five forty. Good. Looking forward to that. Yeah, as he does every week on Thursdays. So, Laura, what do we got here? 
Well, the pick is in, but, but the commissioner is not on the stage. Oh, my God, Raj, speed this up, bro. We don't got all day here. I know. You if know the pick saying? is in, let's go. Let's go. Come on, babe. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, seriously, dude. You know? like. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm hanging on pins and needles because I need to way, know who Houston's picking. It's just let's go. Yeah. I mean, here's the deal. All these guys dressed up and, like, face painted. Like, no offense to any of these people, but it's just like it's hot enough, isn't it, in Vegas still? When you say no offense, you're you're saying that that people no who chance face I would paint, do anything like that. No well, chance, zero, yeah, yeah. none. Yeah. I mean, but listen again, you can't get me in a team jersey to an event like this. I mean, it's just right. mayhem. Let's hear from Raj. Here before we, go. we go to break. Yeah, come on, come on, Commissioner. Laura, he's on stage. Hello, third pick <laughs> in this draft. With the third pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Derek Stingley Jr., defensive LSU. back, LSU. He's good. Now, he hasn't played that great this last couple of years because uh, LSU has stunk. I mean, he's played good, but the team stunk. So people kind of knocked him, so I'm glad he went high because he's really, really good. Well, yeah, this was but a I- guy who in his true freshman year – he showed off so much straight-line speed, George, and he really plays the game faster than his 40 time would indicate. How's that for draft talk? That's pretty good. I mean, did you ever watch one game that he played as a freshman? Um, yeah, yeah, the game against Florida. I just made, that up. made that up. Yeah, There's I just completely no made that up. <laughs> so stupid. All right, we'll be back for Radio Tinder in two minutes, and then we'll talk Dodgers with our pal, um, Blake Harris, who is our Dodgers insider here in the show, joins us every Thursday at 540. We'll do that coming up in just a moment. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Well, before Lindsay takes it away, I just want to remind people, as Christopher mentioned, that Radio Tinder is presented by our new sponsor, Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning, small-batch, premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and do what I do. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. All right, Linz, what do you got? All right, so the Coachella Music Festival 2022 came to an end on Sunday with headliners The Weeknd and Swedish House Mafia closing things out. And fans just couldn't help but speculate and kind of freak out after a seemingly personal voicemail to The Weeknd was played for the crowd. So during an outro for his hit, Save Your Tears, a voicemail could be heard playing with a woman's voice saying, quote, Hey, it's me. I know it's been a while, but I was just thinking about you, and I'm sorry about everything. I miss you. And apparently it was an actual voicemail from his ex-girlfriend, model Bella Hadid. So let's say, hypothetically, she does not know that he was going to do this. She did, he does not have her permission, right? Do you think that it's okay for a musician to use a personal message from their ex in a song or performance? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap. Oh, this is going to be an interesting answer from you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to swipe right. I'm swipe right. I'm going to say, yeah, she leaves that voicemail on your phone. You are an artist and an entertainer. You take that risk that when you send me a voicemail, it may go on the radio show. It may go on a podcast, maybe broadcast worldwide. Maybe I'm on stage at Coachella, and I just put my phone up to the microphone. And I say, listen to this. Yeah, I got no problem with it. You go, weekend. Um, apparently, though, the super sleuths 
on the internet figured out that it wasn't uh, Bella. Well, people uh, are people are speculating. It's still up in the air. That's why I said hypothetically. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a. Uh, they're claiming that it was Ruth uh, Redelet, uh, who is a former band member of the Chromatics, who was the person who remixed uh, this weekend song "Blinding Lights." Um, so, because if it was Bella, yeah, I would swipe left on that. That's whack as hell. You're telling the weekend that what he does is whack? As hell. Yo, weekend. You listening to this, man? Sedano says you're whack AH. Yeah. I don't know As if hell. AH is a thing. But, but I mean, I feel like that, that brings an interesting question um, about voicemail and whose property it is. Ooh, do we want to go to the pick here? Oh, yeah, go ahead. If we, want. we should go, go to the yeah. pick. Yeah, it's the Jets. Gardner, defensive back, Cincinnati. Sauce Gardner, my guy. Ahmad Gardner. Did you see? Look, look what he's wearing. Corners go off the board first. You see what he's wearing? No, I'm waiting for him to come out or for them to show he's me Ahmad Gardner. Suit. The blue Ooh, suit. tux is badass. Nice on suit. On top of that. Oh, it's look. the nice, so far nicest swag I've seen. Oh, my God. The chain that you're talking about with the hot sauce? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that is, hot sauce. that is so cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Chain with the well hot done. sauce. That's Dude, cool. now that's he's the boss with the sauce, with the hot sauce. Yeah. You go on, young man. Yeah. I hope he plays really well because in New York they're going to crush him if that's not the case. Man, I want to know how much I can buy one of those bottles of hot sauce oh. with all that ice all over it. Of course, that would be like the first question you'd ask him if he came on the air with us. It's of course. Be like, hey, Ahmad, congratulations, man. So they call you sauce, right, man? That's right. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, um, you got that sauce chain, right? Yeah, I got that. How much? That's my first question. How much? How much what? How much for it? Oh, oh, okay. You want How much for that it. chain? He went the wrong way backstage, and they had to tell him, yo, dog, oh, this way. It's like a maze back there. People get lost. <laughs> it is kind of a maze. So Good congratulations God. to Sauce Gardner. Kids had to run a marathon to get from his table backstage to the, the committee. This kid's still walking to the stage. Like a 20-mile run to get to the stage. Well, yeah. if anybody can do it, it's an NFL athlete, right? Right. Fair enough. Oh, uh, look at right, put on his next. hat. He All right, so cool. Raiders owner Mark Davis says that he would welcome Colin Kaepernick to the Las Vegas Raiders with open arms. He recently spoke about Kaepernick during an episode of Race in America, a candid conversation. Davis said, quote, I'm a big fan of Colin Kaepernick, and I believe in him. He deserves every chance in the world to become a quarterback in the NFL. I'll stand by it. If our coaches and general manager want to bring him in or want him to be the quarterback on this team, I would welcome him with open arms. Do you think that Mark Davis is telling the truth here? Swipe left or swipe right, Sonano? Yeah, I don't see why not. I'll swipe right on that. Um, they feel confident in Derek Carr. Um, but I, I feel like in historically the Raiders would have been the team to have brought in Colin Kaepernick a long time ago. You know what I mean? They don't because they don't care what the league thinks. Um, at least under Al, I feel like they would have done that a long time ago. I'm going to swipe left. If Mark Davis felt this way, he's had, let's see, uh, five, six, seven years already. I mean, there's been plenty of time for Mark Davis to have said to John Gruden, hey, listen, I think this Colin Kaepernick is a he's a raider guy. You know, he's a counterculture kind of guy. He's an outlaw kind of guy to these to these other NFL owners who are whack AH. You know what? Let's bring him in. Let's give him a job. We'll put him in as he's our backup quarterback. If we need him, we got him. He's had time. What's taking so long? Well he probably maybe it was just a Gruden didn't want him, you know? So he's Or not the rest of the NFL, the guy, you know. We'll right. Well it's that too, but I'm saying like specifically Gruden was probably like, nah, 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 nah. Leave the football stuff to me. You stay over there with your bull haircut. <laughs> Sit at the end of the bar at the P.F. Chang's. Spend all the money. Yeah, exactly. I and got go it. Go back to your lair, your Vader-like lair. Yeah, exactly. All right, last one here. So yeah. James Corden is set to end his tenure as the host of the Late Late Show on CBS. Oh, I didn't know that. It, this just came out about an hour ago. So oh, really? Corden, who has hosted the show since 2015, has signed a one-year contract extension that will take him through the 2022-23 season. Mm -hmm. And according to the announcement, CBS executives attempted to offer Corden a three-year extension and then a two-year extension and then a rolling one-year deal before he decided, I'm just going to step down in 2023. So nobody has really explained why or what it is, but he said that the network has uh, has has supported him in his decision to leave and move on. But instead of asking you guys to swipe left or swipe right here, 
going to ask if there's anyone you'd like to see specifically get the late, late show job. Sedano? Uh, somebody young, I would say, because, I mean, the way that he kind of created a lane for himself was the carpool karaoke, and that became an Internet sensation. And really what's happening with a lot of these late shows is, you know, some of the older people in the audience are still watching in on linear television, but a lot of people are catching up just on YouTube or clips on the Internet or whatnot. So I, I – but CBS, in, historically, prior to him, has not been, uh, you know, the – organization that generally skews young there but hopefully his success will prove to them that that is the direction they need to go and find someone who is a comedian who is savvy to be able to do creative stuff uh you know on that will get them love on the internet because that's where that stuff lives especially because it's on at like twelve thirty at night or something like that I wonder why he's leaving. I mean, is it, hey, I don't like the daily grind of this? He's or, over it. Like, it's or, time for yeah, something else. We've been doing it for a yeah, long time now. Yeah, he's probably, you said, well, how long has it been, Lindsay? Is it 10 years? I think it's 11. Oh, really? And then yeah. I wonder if it's, I also wonder if, if maybe he's become so famous and he's made so much money. And he maybe what you're talking about, George, he realizes, you know what? I don't really need CBS going forward because I've got such a huge following on right. YouTube. And so yeah. I wonder if he's kind of thinking about going out and doing something on his own or he doesn't want to be controlled yeah. by a network or maybe he's just done with the grind. Could hmm. be all of those things. Yeah. Or not. That's, that's a big job to be given up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's big, but it's not that big. Well, it's not like it used to be. It's just because no. like you, well, of everything you talked about, people are getting this content more on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok yeah. than they are on TV. Yeah. All right, let's go. The next pick is in. Let's hear from Goodell, the Giants. Giants pick. I'm joined by Sam Prince, a lifelong Giants fan and Make-A-Wish kid. <laughs> this kid's hyping up the crowd. Yeah, he's going nuts. Love it. Sam is post-heart transplant. Nice. And feeling stronger than ever, as you can see. Yeah. <laughs> Get up. Tonight, his wish to announce the Giants' first pick comes true. We hope this wish will be a turning point for Sam as he looks forward to being a sports broadcaster in the future. Nice. Okay, Sam. Time to get your wish true, baby. Thank you, Mr. Goodell. With the fifth pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the New York football giant select, Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end. Wow, the kid from Oregon. Everyone thought they'd go offensive lineman there, but they're going pass rusher. I love that kid, Thibodeau. I watched it. I did one of their games this year. Um, early in the season, and I did one late, which he didn't play in. Um, but I talked to the, all the Oregon people. I, everyone's trying to find a way to poke holes in this guy. He's legitimately really good. And by the way, Cap, he has yet to hit his ceiling on how good he can be. He's still very raw as a pass rusher. Well, you know, George, in my analysis of this young man, Kayvon Thibodeau, um, he's got what I like to call short area quickness. And what that really mm -hmm. means is, mm -hmm. is that in a very short area, he's really quick. Um, the yeah. other thing that I really like Hence about him. short area quickness. Right, right. The other thing I really like about him in studying his tape, and I've watched every game that he's played since sixth grade, he's got <laughs> like what I'd like to call, he's kind of tight in the hips. And yeah. what that means is that his hips are kind of tight. So anyway, um, I really like this guy. One of the things I, I love is that out in space, he's kind of an ankle tackler. Um, so, so these are all the um, draft-related words that I wanted to use today to describe well, I, Kayvon you know Thibodeau. He's got, he's got SOE. You know what that is? Uh, search engine optimization? No, speed off the edge. Yeah. Oh, oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. My bad. That's speed SEO. That's SEO is speed, yeah, yeah. search engine yeah. optimization. Yeah. So, uh, wow, crazy on the Giants there. I'm curious to see uh, how, uh, you know, nobody in New York ever loves their picks. Although I'm sure they love Sauce Gardner because he's legitimately good and he's got Tons of swag. I mean, the Giants fans should love this, too. So, But I'm also very happy that they're all picking very quickly. Uh, what's with the like prearranged handshake with the commissioner? Oh, my God. And this Make-A-Wish kid is going freaking out of his mind. I love this yeah. guy. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go Make-A-Wish, dude. Yeah. 
Sam Prince. Like that'd, be you, that'd be you up there. This guy is going nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I love this guy. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow. Yeah. That was Radio Tinder. Yeah, he is going nuts. It's great. Uh, that was Radio Tinder each and every day at 530. All right, Blake Harris, we talked Dodger baseball. We're about an eighth of the way through the season already, as crazy as that sounds. We talk to our insider next in two minutes. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Thank you, Christopher. We switch gears, as we do every Thursday at this time, around 545, to talk to our pal Blake Harris. He's our Dodger insider. Follow him on Twitter, of course. Uh, You can follow him. Uh, Let me make sure I get it correct. At Blake Harris, T-B-L-A, at Blake Harris, T-B-L-A, and he's joining us here now. So, look, we're past 10% away, uh, we're past the 10% mark through the season at this point, which is kind of wild to think about, that we're already 18 games in or whatever it is. Um, what have you liked, and what has discouraged you to this point? Yeah, how's, how's it going, guys, first off? Great to be here for another week. What's up, Obviously, How you guys doing? Also, Currently watching the NFL draft along with you guys. And I agree, Scott, that kid that just made the Giants pick was absolutely phenomenal how crazy he was going. That was awesome. Yeah, um, right. Switching, switching things over now. I, I've, I've been really impressed with the Dodgers starting pitching. I mean, I think I said this, you know, uh, the first week of the season. That was my biggest concern with them uh, entering the year. I thought starting pitching was going to be their biggest question mark outside of Bueller, Kershaw, and Urias. Um, I wasn't really looking forward to the number four and five options, but their starting rotation has been among one of the best in all of Major League Baseball so far this season. I'm not sure how long they could sustain that, but you've you got to love how the Dodgers starters have looked so far to start the season. In regards to kind of not necessarily a disappointment, but their offense. I mean, I know that their offense is among one of the best, you know, in all of baseball in regards to runs per game and all that kind of stuff, but they've been very streaky. A lot of their runs have been coming in one inning. They've been scoring five, six, seven runs in one inning, and the rest of the game, they've been only scoring, you know, zero runs or one run. This past week against Arizona, only scored one run over two games, essentially. So they're, they're hitting the ball, they're scoring runs, but I want to see it over the course of nine innings as opposed to, like I said, one big inning that they've been doing early on this year. Yeah, but Blake, you know, you talked about the, the back end of the starting rotation as a question mark coming in. I think also uh, Bellinger, what was he going to be? And I think in this early part of the season, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be the whole year, but at least he's he's hot through the first 20 games, let's call it. Yeah, and, you know, he just won Player of the Week honors, which – surprisingly, you know, when I heard this, I was thinking, man, when he won MVP a couple of years ago, he was probably player of the week a couple of times a month, their whole season, but he only won player of the year. I think one time during that 2019 MVP season. So when you have, you know, hundreds of players across baseball, you're the best among all of them. That's quite the accomplishment. So I know he kind of cooled off this week, but he's leading the Dodgers in home runs. I think has the second or third highest OPS. I know that was a stat you love that I brought up a couple weeks ago. But, yeah, I mean, he, he's been really impressive at the plate. And, again, the defense he provides in center field is gold glove worthy. So, um, again, only, you know, three weeks at this point in the season. But, yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable how he's looked like a completely different hitter compared to last season. I won't quite say it's 2019 Bellinger yet. But, but if he's looking like this, maybe entering June, I think we can say he's officially back. Blake Harris, our Dodgers insider, joins us every week on Thursdays at 545. He's here with us now. Follow him on Twitter, at Blake Harris, T-B-L-A. Look, Cody Bellinger is the perfect example of how baseball can be wacky. You can be the MVP one year and have a complete disaster of a season for a multitude of reasons another year, right? And I'm not saying that's where Mookie Betts is right now, but Mookie Betts is not playing the way that people have come to expect. Even last year, I thought he was... Not Mookie-esque, let's say. Um, It's only 17 games for him. It's 18 games overall for the team. What are you seeing from him that makes you feel like something is not right? Yeah, that, that's the thing with Mookie Betts that we've, you know, come to, you know, become accustomed to is even last year, like you said, it was kind of a down year. But a down year for him is like a career, career year for a lot of players. 
This year, you know, his numbers are down. He did have that one big game in San Diego last week where he had two home runs, but his power is down. Um, I believe uh, last I looked, he was hitting below the Mendoza line, below 200. The good thing is he's still managing to get on base. He's actually leading the National League and runs scored, but he's definitely looked a little different at the plate this year. Um, I know he got off to a late start during spring training, so I'm not sure how much that impacts it. But again, it's you know it's been three weeks. This is the kind of guy where you don't really worry too much about him. You figure he's going to turn things around at the plate. But I, I am a little bit concerned. I know that a lot of people don't like to look at batting average as a main metric nowadays in today's game. But you don't want to be hitting below 200. I mean, that's that's borderline. Uh, you're getting sent down to the farm if you're hitting below 200. So hopefully he's able to you know turn things around. But again, this is a guy where. The defense he provides in right field, and he is able to get on with walks, and he's a force on the bases. So he's really valuable in that asset. Um, so I'm sure the power is going to come, and his average is going to creep up. But I think at this point in the season, he's probably been my biggest uh, concern in regards to uh, guys in the Dodgers starting lineup. All right, let me pose something to you guys. You ready? So yeah. the Dodgers in the opening series lost two out of three to the Rockies. Now, They've beaten a bad Cincinnati team. They swept through those guys. You know, they, they beat the world champs two out of three. They beat the Padres on the road two out of three. And they lose two out of three to the lowly Arizona Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. My yeah. goodness. See, what I'm getting at here is you hate to lose series to bad teams. And they've already lost two to bad teams. Any concern by anybody? Because those kinds of games could come back to bite you later in the season. you got to beat teams like Arizona and Colorado. Yeah, I, I completely agree, and I like what you just said about how games like this can come back to bite you at the end of the season. I've never understood how people have the take, oh, the games in April, they don't matter all that much. It's the games later in the season. Well, we saw with the Dodgers last year, they lost the division by one game, so every game matters, whether it's in April, whether it's in September. And like you said, Scott, you've got to beat the teams, let alone win the series against the teams like the D-backs that are likely going to be at the bottom of the National League. You don't have to sweep them, although it would be nice, but you absolutely cannot lose a series, let alone losing a series in which you essentially hand them two free wins. I mean, the Dodgers, they beat themselves. They were awful the final two games. Um, the Rockies won, you know, a few weeks ago. The Rockies were the better team a few of those games, so that's going to happen, but the Dodgers played horrible baseball. They were horrible defensively. They were horrible on the bases. And like I mentioned earlier, I think they scored one run over their final 18 innings. I mean, I feel like if the three of us went up there and uh, we each got at bats for 18 innings, we could get at least a run, I think. I'm, I'm confident in that. Well, I I, mostly, that. mostly <laughs> because I think what would happen is I'd have to take one off the hip. Then George yeah. would have to take one off the shoulder. Then you'd have to probably take one, you know, off the knee. And then hopefully we'd get a wild pitch and we could steal home. That's probably our best chance. Yeah, we're definitely not yeah, stealing see, I, home. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> well, no, I'm wild pitch. I'm going to run home as fast as I can. Yeah, all right. Well, there you go. Yeah, I, uh, I love so, it. See, I believe in small ball. I'd be butting you guys over. <laughs> we're somewhere, Juan some P, somewhere Juan Pierre is listening and saying, yes, so do I. I still believe in small ball. <laughs> yes. um, so, Blake Harris with us here, our Dodger Insider, each and every Thursday at 545. Um, you can follow him on Twitter, at Blake Harris. T-B-L-A-T-B, as in boy, or Blake in this case. Um, real quick, last one for me at least. The Giants last year, everyone kind of felt like they overachieved, you know, like they're good. Yeah, they were good. I mean, they were sustained. Uh, they had sustained success throughout the season. But I felt like coming into this season, I even talked to, like, Giants fans. They're like, yeah, they're probably like a 500-ish team. And that may end up being the case. But it doesn't feel that way when I watch them. I feel like... <laughs> that Farhad Zaidi is actually building something there, and they're pretty good. A am I wrong to feel that way? That, I'm right with you there. I mean, coming in, I mean, last year especially, it seemed like every week, okay, they're gonna, they're going to cool down. This isn't going to last. This isn't going to last. And next thing you know, they're winning 107 games and winning the division. And entering this year, it's like, well, last year was just a fluke. They were just getting insanely lucky. And yeah, you look, you know, granted again, it's been three weeks, but. I think they have the second best record in all of baseball right now. And they're just doing typical giants things. There's like brand new players that have come up and are being difference makers. So I, I guess they're, you know, a really good team. This is no fluke. Farhan Zaidi. I mean, this guy, as we've learned is an absolute genius, what he did with the Dodgers and what he's done with the giants. So I know Dodgers fans don't like to hear it, 
but it looks like the uh, the Giants are going to be a force uh, the rest of the season, which definitely makes the division race more exciting and makes the rivalry that much more exciting as well, especially when these two teams are among the best in all of baseball. Giving a little hey, bit of love, quick. though, to Gabe Kapler. Go ahead, you going to jump in here with the yeah. pick? Ka- Ka- Cappy, you're going to ask him about your uh, Padres fans getting smoked not only on the field but in the stands too, or no? Um, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, listen, there were there were some good Padres Dodgers stadium scraps. I mean, what can I tell you? I mean, it started Friday night. Do you guys know this, by the way? You're going to take the Padres at home, bring the Dodgers, who are going to bring a lot of fans. And do you guys know what they did on Friday night down at Petco Park? Are you guys familiar with this? What? They had a beer fest. A beer fest with $5 craft beers before the game. Oh, boy. I mean, aren't aren't the Padres organizationally just kind of looking to start fights? They might as well have pushed Padre fans into Dodger fans. Yeah, made the whole stands like each each section a ring, basically. <laughs> hey, we got the Dodgers coming to town. Let's have a beer fest because we don't expect a lot of people to show up. Are you kidding me? Yeah, o- Octagon Night is what they should have called it. Right. At that point, yeah. My goodness. So. Yeah, it happened. I mean, there were there were some scraps out there in the stands. Blake, you were down in San Diego, weren't you? No, I wish I was though. I mean, being being there for a Padres Dodger series at Petco Park. One of the best stadiums in all of baseball. I wish I was. Um, uh, the way my fighting skills are, I probably would have stayed away from some of the ones I saw on Twitter. It's probably for the best. Yeah. But yeah, I, I saw some some blows that were going down, and uh, it's, it's there's some rowdy games when those two teams meet up. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were down well, there because I saw a picture on your Twitter, and I was like, oh, Blake went down to yeah, San Diego. No, he he put a video out that looked like you were there, but it was yeah. uh, it was a great video for uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, nice Bla- job by you, Blake. Tell people where they can find your work. You guys, yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Blake Harris TBLA. Find all my tweets there. If you're a Dodgers fan on Twitter, definitely head over there. And you guys can find all of my writing, posting daily articles, uh, substack.blakeharris.com, or it's the other way around, blakeharris.substack. I think either works. But, yeah, again, if you're on Twitter, you can find me there. Uh, some great stuff. Over Are you there a member of the fan. Circle of Trust? Are you in the Sedano and Cap Twitter community? I believe I am. I don't often use the uh, community tab, but oh, last I checked, mistake. I think I am. Yeah, you need to get uh, into yeah, the community. I, I, I feel... need to learn how to use it. <laughs> yeah, feel free to throw some Dodger stuff in there for sure. Well, that's what uh, I was going to say. Let everybody know where to go. Yeah. Blake, you're the yeah, best, brother. Be. Thanks for, for uh, dealing with our nonsense and informing us in the audience. We'll talk to you next week. Great time as always. Have a great weekend, guys. All right. My man, Balake. See you, man. Yeah, Balake. Um, so... We are at pick number eight right now. Mm-hmm. Do you want to want to update what's going on here in the draft or no? You want no? Yeah. Uh, the Giants. Uh, oh, Cap, do the advocates first, and then we'll do the draft thing on the other side.